Most small business owners I know are one, badass, and two, constantly running between one project and another. There are always so many things to be done, and at times, small tasks, like making sure contracts are properly sent and signed by the right parties, can be tedious. The catch? Sometimes the seemingly smallest tasks aren't so small when they can have big legal consequences. So if your business is a limited liability company, also known as an LLC, or has multiple owners, this podcast is for you. I get questions like this all the time. Can one person sign on behalf of an LLC? Or do I need all owners to sign every business contract? Or what happens if I'm doing business as who signs the contract? And how is that supposed to be designated in the contract? So today, I'm answering these small legal questions that will have big impacts, and I will give you my legal take on how and who should be signing contracts on behalf of your business. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. You're listening to The Legal Page Podcast, where we chat about life and business with a legal twist. I'm Paige, attorney and photographer helping online businesses and creatives tackle their business dreams without breaking out in hives. No more legal mumbo jumbo. This podcast features simple bite-sized advice that'll have you legally legit in no time. Are you ready? Let's get started. As a reminder, before we get into this episode, I am legally obligated to give my disclaimer. I am an attorney, but I am not your attorney. All legal information I talk about in this episode is intended for the masses and a large variety of different businesses. Please seek out another attorney in your city and home state if you need specific legal advice related to your unique business. Okay, let's get back to it. First, let me give you the general answer I give everyone when I get the question I mentioned in my intro. Can one person sign behalf of the LLC? The answer is, it depends on what the contract is for and who is signing it. Such a lawyer answer, I know. (laughs) But now it's time for me to dig deeper into why this answer is, it depends. Let's start off with, if you're an LLC or a corporation, who signs your contract? When you're signing a contract, your business's formation matters. Unlike sole proprietorships who are their business and can sign as their business, an LLC or other form of corporation, say you're incorporated or a partnership LLC, then the business is actually considered a separate legal entity from you as the owner or the owners involved. This means that the owner will sign on behalf of the company. You're not just signing the contract legally under your full legal name. You are signing on behalf of the company. You don't need to sign the contract as, say, the Legal Page LLC, for example, but rather you would sign your legal signature as an authorized representative of the company. So, for example, I would sign all Legal Page LLC contracts as Page Griffith. That would be my signature with the title of my position below the signature. So for myself, I would add in the title owner of the legal page LLC and probably print my name like right after I sign page Griffith in signature format. A good thing to note 
is this does not mean you're personally responsible for debts or liabilities under that contract. You're still afforded that protection of limited liability that an LLC offers when you as the owner are signing on behalf of the business. And knowing how to properly sign your contract as an LLC is important for keeping that protection bubble of your LLC intact, which I have talked about before in previous podcasts and of course in blogs at thelegalpage.com about banking and paying yourself as an LLC and more. So again, if you're an LLC or corporation, in the top paragraph of your contract, you're going to have designations of who this contract is between all of the parties. It's going to want to be between you as the company, so the legal page, comma, LLC, or whomever your LLC is, the legal title of your LLC or corporation. That is who the contract is between. But signing at the bottom, you're not going to write a signature for the legal page LLC. You're going to write your signature as an authorized agent of the company. And an authorized agent is usually just the owner or one of the owners. And you can also designate an authorized agent. However, they need to have signing capabilities. And this is usually outlined in an agreement between you and this person. Again, this probably doesn't happen for the majority of you listening in because you're just a you know small business owner it's just you as the owner of the LLC there's really no one else underneath you like you don't have any um COOs or CFOs that are authorized to sign contracts and are authorized agents and representatives on behalf of the company but just know that this does exist there are people out there who can sign different contracts on behalf of the company next i want to get into a little bit more about having multiple owners be able to sign a contract. So if you are, say, working with a friend on a business or a family member or just a general business partner and you're both owners, what do you do when it comes to your contracts that you sign? If your company does have multiple owners and you're contracting for something in the ordinary business activity of your company, aka something your business normally does, then any authorized representative can sign the contract on behalf of your company. Not everybody. You don't need everybody to sign. You just need unauthorized representative to sign. That means one of the owners. If your company is an LLC or a corporation and it has multiple owners, when you're creating the company, you will designate who that authorized representative is in your articles of organization, in your filing papers, and in your LLC operating agreement. That's why it's really important if you do have multiple partners a part of your company, then you need to file an operating agreement when you're registering your business with your state. Don't forget that step. For example, if there are three owners in your LLC, each owner would have the ability to sign on behalf of the company and bind the entirety of the company to that agreement. So be careful of who can sign contracts because if you're one of the other two owners of those three and you didn't sign the contract, but you're still an owner of the company, you are liable for the responsibilities under that contract. If you have business managers or other people within your company that are also authorized to sign on behalf of the company, then just make sure you're documenting that within your operating agreement. 
And then when you're designating, again, the top portion of your contract is going to still be between the, the customer or the client, which is probably another company. Sometimes it's an individual, but oftentimes another company. And then it's only between your company. You're not going to put your name and your other business owner's name at the top. It's just between the company. But say myself, Paige Griffith, and two other friends of mine are in business together, then I could sign on behalf of that company, I could sign my signature at the bottom and then I would write my position of the business, quote unquote, co-owner of XYZ LLC at the bottom. So it's clear that I'm just a co-owner. I'm not the owner of of the LLC altogether. Now, if you're not an LLC and you're just a sole proprietorship as a small business, what do you do? How do you sign your contract? This is really the first milestone of becoming a business owner because you're likely just a sole proprietorship. You want to do everything right. You want to get a few clients signed and onboarded. You're not ready to become an LLC. That's 100% okay. You can still bind your company to a contract, but the contract wouldn't be between a different business entity and the client and or customer. It would only be between you as the person and then in parentheticals, doing business as if you have a different legal business name than your personal name. So how and who should sign the contract on behalf of your business is simply put, you. You will want to sign your legal name and list it if you operate under a DBA. So a DBA doing business as, it represents a company or an individual running a business under a different name. Sometimes this is called a fictitious name, a trade name, an assumed business name. It could be different in whatever state that you live in. So just make sure to check that. But if I was a sole proprietor, and I had a business called Pages Perfect Flowers, and I was a florist, but it wasn't an LLC, and I just had a business that I started on the side called Pages Perfect Flowers, then I would sign my contracts for a business as, at the top, it would say who the client was, their first and last legal name, or clients. Maybe you're working for multiple clients and say it's a wedding event and there's two spouses, then you'd have client one and client two. And then the contract would be between you, Paige Griffith, in parentheticals, doing business as Paige's Perfect Flowers, and parens, And the contract is literally between me as a person. I just am also operating this other business under this name, but I'm just a sole proprietor. And then at the bottom, you wouldn't have to designate anything doing business as. You would literally just sign your name as the company or the vendor or the florist, however you designate it throughout your contract with, say, you know, that capital letter throughout your contract. Then... Your client or clients would sign at the bottom in the signatory lines, and then you would sign Paige Griffith in the signature, and then I would just put my name, Paige Griffith, and the date. Always put the date. I forgot to mention that. Of course, usually online contracts automate and auto-populate the dates that are signed, and they timestamp it for you, and they um, stamp the IP address that it's coming from. So 
That is how you sign contracts on behalf of your business. It's pretty simple. You're always going to sign your first and last legal name if you want to put in your middle name and that's how you, you know, like to sign your contracts, you can certainly do that. If you are an authorized agent of uh, your own company and you're the solo member and owner, then just make sure you designate that owner of XYZ LLC. If you are a co-owner of a company that has, you know, multiple business owners or you're just in a partnership, then you say co-owner of XYZ LLC. And if you're just a DBA in a sole proprietorship, you can still legally sign that contract, but you don't need to designate anything under the signatory lines because you're just signing as your own person. The business is just being operated under a different business name and you just want to make sure that that's clear at the top of the contract because it's not a separate legal entity. It's just an arm and extension of yourself as a person and you still legally and personally are signing the contract. And that's it. Short and sweet episode for today. Here's the big takeaway I want from you. When thinking about who and how you should sign a contract, it depends on how your business is formed and what roles each person has in the company. So if you have multiple owners, make sure that each person's roles and responsibilities are clear when forming your company in terms of who is authorized agents to sign on behalf of the company. If you're a single member and owner signing on behalf of the LLC, only you will be authorized to make a contract legally binding. And you will want to make that apparent when signing the contract at the bottom that you are the owner of that company. And if you're a sole proprietor, then you'll want to list at the top what your DBA name is, but the contract is just between you as a person and whomever your client or clients are, and then you'll sign your legal name at the bottom. If you are ready to take the next step in your business and form an LLC, if you're just a sole proprietorship, please make sure to check out our LLC formation guides over at thelegalpage.com. You can type those into the search bar and type in your specific state, and we walk you step-by-step how to do this, DIYing it on your own so you don't have to pay a ton of money to have a CPA or an attorney do this for you. And it's good because then you will have all of the knowledge of how to actually file the LLC yourself. You can be your own registered agent or you can hire a registered agent company. You'll get all of the email notifications through your state. It's oftentimes just easier to do yourself. Um, So you can look at those LLC formation guides at thelegalpage.com. And also before we end the episode here, I did want to make sure that you joined the Legal Page Facebook community where thousands of entrepreneurs just like you are in there getting real-time answers from myself and my legal team about running a legally legit business. And to be clear, this is the only route that you can get a Q&A from me. It has to be in a group environment. And so we have opened up this private Facebook community to small business owners and entrepreneurs. It's very collegial. There's lots of Q&A happening each and every day. So we definitely suggest that you check it out. Just type in the legal page community on Facebook and we can get you access as soon as possible. Thanks so much for listening into this episode. Hopefully now you know know how to sign your contract on behalf of your business the right way in the legal way. And I will chat with you in our next episode. 
Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. See, I told you being legally legit isn't so scary. Be sure to visit thelegalpage.com for all show notes. And it would be super awesome if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review. Last but not least, don't forget to join my free Facebook group for unlimited legal and biz Q&A. Chat soon, Legal Pagers. Attention all service industry business owners. Are you absolutely certain your current contract has you protected and set up for success? I've got some game-changing news for you. I've created a free checklist with all the essential clauses that you will need in your service industry contract. From force majeure to severability, cancellation to rescheduling, transferability, and even venue and jurisdiction. I've covered it all to make sure you stay protected and set for success. Don't take any chances with your business's future. Head over to Instagram and DM me the word checklist to grab your free guide. That's right. Just go over to the legal P-A-I-G-E on Instagram and DM me the word checklist. With this checklist in hand, you'll have the confidence to never get in a pickle with a client and ensure your business is 100% safeguarded.